Hey everybody, welcome back to Puppy Training Principles by Cornerstone Dog Training. I'm Jason, and together with my wife, Lorelai, seven, soon to be eight kids, and the awesomest team in the world, we run this dog training business. And as I said in the intro, we have soon to be eight kids in our family. Is that crazy or what? Never in my wildest dreams or thoughts did I ever think that I would be the father of eight kids. My wife is currently nine days past her due date. Nine days. So we totally thought we'd have a baby by now. Um, I guess this baby just really likes its mom and doesn't want to come yet. And so we're just kind of in limbo waiting for this moment to happen. And we're, you know, just we've got everything ready. We're planning to go. We're happy to add this new... A uh, little human to our family, but not here yet. And to it's always you know everybody asks us every single phone call if we call somebody they're like is it a baby? So right now it's kind of one of those moments where life is crazy, but it's kind of like the breath before the storm before the baby comes. And we if you can't tell we love kids we're super excited, but we're just waiting for this moment. And uh, my wife really wants to this baby to come naturally. She she's been <laughs> induced for six kids. The seventh child, our our last child, came on his own two days early. He's the only one that's come early, and we thought this one might be similar, but no, this one is taking its sweet time, and we'll we'll just be happy when the baby comes. But with that said, uh, with a new life coming into our world, this weekend was. Memorial Day in the United States. And Memorial Day is a day where we remember those who have gone before and those who have blessed our lives, who have served and fought for us in the military, as well as just those who have been a part of our life that we've loved and we remember our ancestors. And uh, it's a really cool time. I really like it. And so we decided with our family as we're just kind of waiting for our world to be impacted in a huge way with a new baby coming into our lives, we decided that uh, normally, we, you know, normally we would go and be with family and we would hear stories of our grandparents and great-grandparents from my parents or my wife's parents, uh, but we didn't really want to travel, being that we could have a, a baby at any second, um, <laughs> maybe any week, who knows, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe it'll be another month. Who knows? <laughs> I don't wish that on my wife, but who knows? And uh, we we decided, you know what? We want to do something. So we went to a local cemetery and just decided to walk around with our kids. And it's of course it's beautiful. There's flowers everywhere. Um, the day the graves are all decorated, and we we just walk around and see what people have written on their their headstones and what seems to matter most to people uh, is what they seem to etch in stone on their headstone, you know, when, when all is said and done. And we can all expect that, right? We all know that we've got a limited time on this sphere we call Earth, and we want to make it count. And I have, a, I have a really deep gratitude to those who have gone before. Um, Sir Isaac Newton said, if I have seen further than someone else, it's because I have stood on the shoulders of giants. And we all have to say the same, really. Our world is impacted 
indefinitely by those who have gone before. The comforts that we enjoy, the science, the, you know, the interactions, all of these things, all of the, the growth that we've experienced in this world has been impacted by those who have gone before in some way, shape, or form. And so I'm super thankful for that and have a deep gratitude for those who have gone before. I want my kids to have the same gratitude. So we went to the cemetery. And while we were looking around and walking around, right before we, we headed back to our car to head home, uh, we happened upon the grave of Mark Hatch. Now, who's Mark Hatch, you might ask? We knew who that was. In fact, we, we, we uh, were like, oh, kids, go stand over there. We got to get a picture you know, we got a picture with, with some of our kids in front of the headstone and, and uh, brought back memories and my heart swelled within me just thinking, you know, of, of Mark Catch and the impact he had. And you're like, who is this guy? Well, is he some millionaire? No. Is he, is he like really successful at business? Probably not. But, you know, is he a public figure or a politician? No, he's not anybody like that. He's, he's not anyone that it's like people come to see his headstone, but he meant something to us. Um, he, he was our mechanic. I <laughs> stick with me here. Okay. He, he was our mechanic and I know mechanics aren't known for, you know, being inspirational and they're not known for having a huge impact in your life. But Mark Hatch did. Um, he died about five years ago suddenly. And when he did, our 10 year old at the time, uh, cried. He cried that our mechanic passed away. And it's not like we had a huge day-to-day relationship with him. We didn't. Um, was he family? No, he wasn't. He was just a mechanic uh, near our home, about a mile away from our home. And uh, it, it's not really that glamorous. You know, it's not a glamorous job. And a lot of people, again, they're not, mechanics aren't known for, for being inspirational, not to mention all the time honest. But Mark Hatch was, he, he had a huge impact on us. And so as a, let me tell you this story. When my son was a couple years earlier before Mark passed away, uh, he was about eight years old. And he, he came to me once, he said, Dad, how much does it cost for me to go on a mission for our church? Now, you got to understand, he's eight, and that's a decade away. So he's always been a planner, and he's just like, Dad, how much does it cost? And I told him the amount, and we figured out that it was going to be, you know, like 60, 80 bucks or something like that per month for the next decade in order to pay for this thing. And he, of course, as a planner, wants to pay for it as a kid. Now, as an eight-year-old, when, he, when we figured out the number of like 80 bucks a month, uh, he started to cry. And I was like, oh, Christian, what's up? You know, <laughs> And he said, well, Dad, I... I don't think I can do that. And he was a hard worker. We, he would do chores and we would give him a nickel and for, for those chores. And every week he would, he would bring in about $2.50. And if you do the math, you find out that's a whole lot of chores for a little eight-year-old to be doing. And he would do that consistently to save money. And he'd take that money and he'd save it because he, he loves God and he wants to serve him. And as a parent, you're not going to discourage that. You're like, go for it, right? That just fills your heart. Well, when he found out how much it was going to cost, he started to cry. And he just, Dad, I don't think I can go. 
I don't think I can save that kind of money. And he's, his little eight-year-old heart started to break. And so I jumped in and I was like, Christian, listen, you know what, what, what could you do? Let's see, let's talk about what we could do. And he and I decided that day that we, you know, we, he could start a business. And he, I really didn't push this too much. It was kind of him and just saying, what are some things you could do? You could do this or this. And then we checked him out and he decided, I want to start a candy machine business. And I told him that I would give him a loan to purchase the candy machines, but he'd have to pay it back. And so, I don't know, maybe we're really strict parents, but I just thought that would be a good lesson for him too. And so he, he did. He, he went and we looked on the local classified ads and we found candy machines and we bought them. And then I said, now, Christian, you've got to take them to places and you've got to place them. And we practiced what he should say and how he could talk to adults and look them in the eye and shake their hand. And it was altogether a great learning experience, even if he would have made nothing. It was a great learning experience for him to go and do that. But it got better as he started to go to places. And the first place we went, the first place we went, because we heard mechanic shops were a good place to put a candy machine, was Hatch Auto, where Mark Hatch's uh, mechanic shop. And we went there, and as we got there, I said, Christian, do you want me to go in with you and, and kind of help you out? And he said, no, Dad, I want to do it. So this eight-year-old boy walks into this mechanic's office, and I'm sitting there as a parent thinking, okay, I hope this goes well. I'm kind of praying, you know, <laughs> God bless him. And as he walks, he, he walks in, and he's in there for about 10 minutes. And uh, as... I look in the rearview mirror. I'm thinking, I better, I better go in. I don't know what's going on. I walk, they start to walk out. Christian and Mark Hatch start to walk out. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I, I hop out. And he, Mark Hatch, is talking to Christian, my eight-year-old, like he is an adult. He, he just he, he understood the moment and he played the part with heart. He's, you know, he's saying, Christian, it's a pleasure to have you come and we would love to have your business be part of, you know, ours and, and, and be, you know, come and put a candy machine here. Tell, show me your candy machine. And he opened up the back of the, the van and he said, here it is. And now what kind of candy are you thinking about putting in here? And Christian tells him the three types and he says, oh, good. I, I like those. That, that would be wonderful. And, and how often are you going to come and service these? And, and he, again, he, as a parent, I just sat there and listened. He didn't, he didn't really, he kind of winked at me maybe, but he didn't pay attention to me. He focused on Christian and made Christian's day. He made this eight-year-old boy feel like a million bucks. Again, he understood the moment and he played the part with heart. And that just, I mean, we were like, we're sold. We will go there forever. We will be, we will be customers of Hatch Auto for the rest of our lives. And you know, it, as uh, we would go and we would check these candy machines, it was no different. He would come up to the front and he would talk with Christian and, and ask him how things are going and how much he saved and just really uh, made him feel like a million bucks. And there were times we would go and we would check the candy machine and sometimes there would be stacks of quarters on top of the candy machines. And when Mark Hatch passed away, that stopped. Um, he was the one that was doing it. He, he was, not only was he allowing him to put the candy machine there, but he was supplementing it. He was putting quarters there so other kids could come and grab a quarter and get some candy. And it was probably a couple bucks a month or something like that. Nothing huge, but it was huge to us. 
and uh, there, there's more, you know, there's more interactions with Mark Katz that impact our life. When, uh, my, when we were younger and, and more newlywed and uh, didn't have very much money and things were tight, my, my wife once backed out of a neighbor's house and accidentally uh, backed into another neighbor's car. And we really didn't want it to come out of our insurance. So we went to, to this hatch auto mechanic and auto body and we said, hey, we've got this problem. We've got to fix this. And um, we trust you guys and we just want this to work. And so they took, gave it. They said, OK, well, there's going to be, you know, we, we've got to we've got to work on all these things. We've got to work on the painting, the touch up, the body work, all that stuff. And uh, when we went to pay for it a few weeks later, uh, he, Mark Catch came to the front and he said to my wife, you guys must be living right. And we're like, wait, what are you talking about? And he said, you know, before we started on the work that would have, you know, got, got to fix the metal, got to do this. He said, I thought, you know what, I'm going to stop by the salvage yard and I'm going to see if there's anything available. It's a long shot, but, you know, maybe there'll be this kind of car in this color and everything, and we can just take the door right off and bada boom, bada bing, it's there. And he got there, found the exact car, the exact color, exact year, pulled the door off, cost a few bucks, and then he passed that on to us. And it sounds, it sounds so simple, and it seems like what anybody would do, but I wouldn't have put it past a lot of people to say, you know what, I found this deal, that's going to bless our bottom line. And so we're going to charge them the same amount. They don't need to know that we got, we found the exact door and all we had to do was take one off and put another one on. But he didn't do that. He, uh, he just said, Hey, congratulations. There you go. And we paid for the cost of the labor, which wasn't very much, um, in that situation. There's more stories like these with Mark Catch. And again, it's not like we had a daily, weekly, even monthly interaction with him, but the interactions that we had were meaningful. Um, so here we are at his gravesite with our family the other night. We're reading every, you know, in, engraved letter on his headstone and just with our hands on our hearts saying, thank you to God for such a, a wonderful person in our life um, because he lived in the moment with kindness and love. He, he lived his life and lifted where he stood. He took an ordinary moment and turned it into a meaningful memory. And that was what made all the difference. I, I mean, if you, do you have someone like that in your life? Do you you have somebody that you think of, whether they're close to you or not, that seems to take simple moments and then turn them into extraordinary memories. I mean, is it somebody like a, a, a grocery store teller or a teacher or, heck, even a mechanic, that when you have an interaction with them, they bring joy and they bring happiness into life? And I think... I think this is one of the main reasons we love dogs as a human race. They're great companions that they make every moment meaningful. They add joy to our life. And, and 
just like in every little moments, right? Little moments that are there to give you a nudge or a lick or to snuggle up and just say, hey, I'm here. And Mark Hatch was that kind of person, somebody that would just take that moment and lead from his heart instead of from his head. And I just... Again, I don't want this to sound melodramatic. I, we didn't really know him all that well. But the interactions we had made a difference. And I want that to be how my life is. So at this time where I'm thinking about those who have gone before, and I'm thinking especially about the one that's coming into our family, the you know life and death and old and new, um, I think it's probably time to, to make an announcement. After a long time of praying and thinking about this, my family and I have decided that I will quit my teaching job and go full-time with our dog training business with Cornerstone. And I, I really do hope that you and I, all of us, that we can be a person like Mark Catch, that whatever station we have in life, wherever we're at right now, that we can take a deep breath and we can say, I can lift where I stand. I can help someone else. I can make an ordinary moment into a meaningful memory. And uh, yeah, he was our mechanic, but more importantly, he was our friend. And I hope that wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever moment we're in in life, whatever stage, that we will be the same. That's my goal, and I hope it can be yours as well, that we can learn from our dogs, we can learn from a mechanic like Mark Catch. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.